Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Bully Ray, and Tommy Dreamer break down AEW Dynamite, especially what we had with the war of words between Brian Danielson and MJF that's going to lead to a one-hour Iron Man match. We'll get into that. Plus, for a first time ever on Busted Open, we talked to Grayson Waller. All that right now on the Busted Open podcast. One thing I will say, and listen, I'm a fan of Brian Danielson. I'm glad uh, Brian Danielson is back. Don't, don't talk about Nina Friedman that way. Nina Friedman is a wonderful, wonderful woman. She met the love of her life, Stephen Friedman. Unfortunately, you know, they had the demon seed of MJF. But I'm sorry, Brian Danielson. This is where you're out of line. Nina Friedman is one of the greatest human beings alive today. So bite your tongue, son, when it comes to the Friedmans. Other than that, Bully and Tommy want to get your take. Uh, Tommy, you first. What did you think of that segment last night on Dynamite? Uh, I loved it. I love, love, loved it. Uh, another hometown hero. Um, the greatest part about Brian Danielson, man, and I've said this before, he gets everything over. And, and if you're an independent wrestler, uh, you should look at Brian Danielson's journey and think about it. Like he gets over now with his words as well as his work, but his words were his, uh, I don't want to say weakness, but given the reps, given the opportunity, uh, he became, you know, the goat, as uh, MJF said. He's he's amazing in the ring, but he's also amazing on the microphone. And even he has a, an innocence in his humor, almost like it was a dad joke when he said, you know, I made a mom joke, but like, I hate you. And that whole crowd just like like they get him. And it's everything that everybody saw in Brian when he was in the WWE, when it started. And like you can still see this love and affection for somebody that loves pro wrestling. I thought the promo was excellent. Um, MJF did an amazing job and, and bully talks about this selling what the baby face was saying. His reactions were like, don't you don't don't. It was so amazing. And that's when I saw the Roddy Piper heel in him, the way he shook his head when he took a couple of steps forward and bugged out his eyes Reminded me of Ric Flair and Ric Flair in the 80s when Ric Flair would then start taking off his jacket. Like, and those are the ways how great heels 
make money with the, you know, with the stick. And then with Brian, you know, we all know what he could do with the ring. And then here comes the, the, it's newer. I'm going to expose you in the ring with a one man, you know, one hour Iron Man match where people are like, oh, think of that response that an hour match got. Iron Man matches, I love them. And you saw an amazing Iron Man match um, back in the day. And then it was just like, to Bully's point, where people like, I think they they lowered the Iron Man's match. You know what? Well, we can't invest an hour into a match. Like that was the mentality. AEW came along and said, nope, that's not going to happen. Impact did it as well, where people get highly invested in two athletes that had Iron Man matches. And Josh Alexander was in both of them. Brian Danielson's been in some amazing Iron Man matches. And to wrestle for an hour is friggin' hard. But the like, here it is. Here's my mission statement as my baby face. Here's my mission statement as my heel. And then it's also great that they said, I spoke to Tony Khan. And Tony Khan said, hey, if you do this, you get this. Which is, it, it balances back and forth of, well, wrestlers making matches, wrestlers can't make matches, that bullshit. Anything could happen in the world of pro wrestling. But I enjoyed it because it was like, bad guy, you're going to go through this to get the most cherished prize in pro wrestling and even mjf almost mocking himself being like i know people say like i put people through hoops to get what they want ha 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 brilliant both exchanges were brilliant how they waited they didn't step over each other in their conversation just like you know with this radio show right now i have the floor you and I, David, or me, you and Bully, we'll start sometimes stepping on each other It's if we're passionate and you can't digest all the words. But they were back and forth. It was a great tennis match of words. Here's, you suck. Well, I, your mom sucked. Back and forth, back and forth. Loved it. And, 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 and Bully, I want to get your take, obviously. What I like about this, and I think you just said it, Tommy, with not having people talking over one another. Brian Danielson isn't the type of person that's going to grab a microphone and spit fire from time to time. He kind of played a good straight man here for MJF, but yet still being the babyface, but getting getting a knockout punch every once in a while, just picking out his spots where to lay one in. And you mentioned about like MJF's eyes bugging out. Like MJF's, it's not even just about the words. It's about the facial expressions. And when 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 Brian Danielson does have that verbal punch where you see it almost knock MJF off his feet. It, I, I know we say this a lot when it comes to MJF. He's, you know, well beyond his years how much he really knows this business. And it's and it's funny how he just plays up to the crowd. Bully, when he was talking about, you know, he doesn't care about the fans. He cares about people who actually worked in this business and that he respects. And he starts it off with Disco Inferno. Like, I laughed out loud. Like, it was, it was, it was beautiful. I really... Enjoyed that segment between those two last night. Your thoughts? It was a it was a fun segment. Maybe a minute or two too long, as the caller earlier had said. He felt like he was dying in the arena a little bit. But uh, I, I like what you pointed out about uh, about Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson, whatever, uh, being like a little kid and the good natured humor. What I'm most interested in now is whether or not. Max can go for an hour because as Tommy said, going for an hour in that ring is brutal, especially if Max has to follow 
the pace that Danielson can set. This is a huge opportunity for MJF to prove a, a lot of people wrong. Uh, what what did uh, what is it? It's an iron. Uh, it, Max has only had eight matches in 2022. We talked about this last week, and now he's got to go an hour. Opportunity to prove people wrong when it comes to his in-ring wrestling ability. He can shut a lot of people up if he's able to even remotely hang with Danielson, who we know can probably do this in his sleep. So I'll ask you guys, if Danielson works a regular regular Brian Danielson 60-minute Iron Man match, doesn't try to put it into the next year, just works a normal match, can MJF keep up with him? I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to answer that question. Honestly, bully for me, I don't know. I've never seen him in that type of position before. And I was kind of thinking of you bully. Cause you've used this verbiage before on the show. It's the way Brian Danison presented that option to MJF. He said it almost mockingly. Like I'm going to expose you at the pay-per-view. Like he used that word expose. And I remember you go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, because I remember you even saying that where there are times where you can expose somebody in the ring, and he went right for the cardio. I don't think you have the cardio. I don't think you have the skills. And, and, he, sa- and he said it. Like, I'm going to expose you at, at and, Revolution. And that resonated with me because, as Tommy knows, I got exposed in 1996. I had to work a wrestling match against Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey in which I just couldn't keep up. Not because Jimmy Del Rey was trying to expose me. It's just that he was so much more seasoned than I was, and I wasn't nearly as good at this as this guy. And I had an immediate wake-up call, like, I better get much better at this in-ring wrestling than I am right now. So when Daniel says Danielson says, I'm going to expose you, he is telling the world that he is going to prove that MJF is not nearly as good of a wrestler as MJF thinks he is. So, Tommy, do you think MJF can keep up with Danielson? I do because he's young. And I think he's one of these guys that he has something to prove to himself. And I do think, I mean, you know this because... We used to do our matches, you know, on a Friday and a Saturday. And we would get a lot. We would do 30 minutes before the match even started. I mean, and we've done matches that were like hour 20. Yeah, but Tommy. I know it's I, different. I, it's we were also fa- in tags. It's not a fair comparison because the nights we would go an hour, we would be talking for 20 minutes and then break down into a tag match this is going to be a wrestling match this is going to when 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 mj when when danielson talks about this match i'm immediately thinking uh what is it brett and sean yeah to answer your question i do think i I think he's going to train his ass off so we can do it i mean having the cardio doing cardio on an elliptical for an hour is light years different than actually wrestling for an hour, especially when that muscular endurance kicks in. Dave, you know how I always talk about Cesaro and his muscular endurance, John Cena and their muscular endurance. It is, I know you don't know this, Dave, but picking a guy up for just like a body slam 
a simple maneuver like a body slam when you're 45 minutes deep into a match and you're asking your muscles to work in an efficient and safe manner can be brutal just because of the, 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 the muscular endurance that it takes. This is where it doesn't matter how much you can lift one time. It's like the NFL. They want to know. They don't care that you can bench press 500 pounds one time. They want to know how many times you can bench press 225 pounds because it's all about the endurance. And now we're going to see what Max's cardio is like and, car and Max's muscular endurance is like. And can he wrestle, wrestle for an hour? Well, uh, go ahead, Tommy. This match is when, Dave? It's at the, it's at February 8th, the next pay-per-view. February 8th. It is about a month away. Bubba, if Josh Alexander challenged you to an Ironman match one hour, would you do it? At my pace, yes. So would I. I'd get my ass in shape because I know I had time to do it. But there's no amount of cardio you could possibly do. The only thing that you could do in a gym. Years ago, Dan Gable invented something called the dozen, the dirty dozen. And we adopted it at the Team 3D Academy. It's a weightlifting program where you lift one third of your body weight, 12 different exercises for 12 reps apiece. It's the only program I've ever seen replicate almost every move that goes on in a ring. So you can do this lifting routine that can get you in, you know, up your muscular endurance, but it doesn't matter how much you do on, on a Stairmaster. Maybe you can get on a Jacob's Ladder and replicate what goes on in the ring or the best thing that you can do, Dave, the absolute best thing that you can do, get in a wrestling ring, run the ropes until you're going to throw up, then start bumping until you throw up, then start rolling until you throw up. Or you do what Johnny Rods did with me. Johnny was in the middle of the ring and Johnny would not leave that ring for almost two hours. And he would wrestle Damien Demento, Bill DeMott, Taz and myself. And he would go about an hour with Damien Demento. Then he'd do about 30, 30, and 15 with me. So he would be in there for over two hours, never get out and, you know, go to uh, where he's from creative pro go to friggin' Brian Myers school and get in that ring and get all those students. And Hey, you guys are the best students. Let's put a clock and you go. It's the best I, way to do it. That's what I would do. And I'm, well, Tom, I'm 51 going to be 52. Well, Tommy, you said he could do it. And you know, I, I, and I, my answer was, I don't know. I don't know enough about like what you said, bully about what you can do in the ring for an hour to make that kind of a judgment. So let me ask you bully when that match is said and done. And we're talking about it here on busted open. Do you think, are you, are you going to be saying that I think max bit off a little bit more than he could chew? Or do you think you'll be saying, you know what? That was the definitive match so far in MJF's career. Now he proved to everybody how well he could wrestle in that ring. Uh, I, I'm hoping we say the latter, and I can't give an accurate assessment right now because Max has, to my knowledge, or I have never seen Max get dragged into deep water like this. Oh, what a great analogy, man! That was that was that was brilliant. Um, For, I mean, like, I'm just going to use 45 minutes. You're going to be able to tell after a half an hour to 45 minutes whether or not Max can really hang and bang. And going, up, going about a half an hour, you know, that's that's when it normally starts to kick in. 
That's when you feel it in your lungs, Dave. And you got to do the, the big in through your nose and it starts to burn in your chest. And then you're, nope, I got this. And, and bully, and I will always talk about it, mental. Mental plays such an aspect because even if they don't have a clock, you'd be looking at like, what? how much more time do I have? How much more time do I have to do this? And it could play in your head. And uh, thank you to Andre, the producing giant. Uh, it's March 5th. So he has two months to prepare for this. No yeah. doubt in my mind he could do it. It's interesting because I could have sworn, sworn Brian Danielson said February 8th. February 8th is where he has to get through it. To oh, okay. Brian has to go through all these hurdles. And then by Mar- he's got to wrestle every single dynamite for a month and then and win. And by then it's March 5th for revolution. Okay. All right. So, yeah, we'll see. And again, you know, two and months. Dave, what Tommy talked about, about the mental. When you hear the term blown up or arrest, you know, or blowing up in the ring, what do you, where do you, what do you normally think of, Dave? You just think that that's it. That's it. You can't breathe. You're having trouble breathing. You're, you're, you're done physically. You're done. You're winded, right? Yeah. And when you become winded or blown up, what part of the body do you become blown up and winded in? Your chest. Your lungs. Because you feel like you can't get that air in, right? Yeah. Worse than that is when you mentally blow up. Yeah. Because when you mentally blow up, anxiety sets in, and it sets in in an instant. And that's when the self-doubt happens. That's when the referee says, you're 30 in, you got 30 more to go, and all of a sudden you're like, what the fuck did I just get myself into? I can't go another 30. That's when you start rolling out of the ring. That's when you start trying to, you know, gasp for air. When mentally blowing up is far worse than physically blowing up. Because if you're physically blown, your opponent can always snatch a hold on you. If you're physically blown, I can put you in a figure four and we can actually lay there. I can put you in a comfortable position if you're physically blown up where it looks like I'm still executing an offensive move, yet I'm letting you catch your breath. And then when you're ready, here we go again. If you're mentally blown, we're both fucked. Because now I got to calm you down in that ring. Now I have to be your therapist in that ring. Let me ask you this, and I'm just saying this. Dave, wait, before you ask this question, you did this on this show last week when Ariel did her segment, we commercial break Ariel, You were great. You did wonderful. Work. It was so quick. It was, it was almost two minutes Yeah, because you have that experience mentally. She, she did great, but it was just like, Hey, we would have given you way more time, but in her, she just went there. But then you being the veteran of this, you calmed her down. You talked to her. Hey, next time if this ever happens again, blah, 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 blah. Now, we did this live that, that was last week. Now what, what bully's talking about in front of people in front, you know, you're going to main event a show that's going to be, you know, off, off the charts. And trust me, there's also, wow, look at what they did before me. And then you also want, you know, this whole talk about this show. If one match is given an hour for everybody else on that card, crap. Cause now we have a two hour or a three hour live show, as opposed to whatever, if they're four hours, cause one match is going to take up one hour. Another thing that you have to do that I don't understand why a lot of wrestlers don't do it, tape study. 
and you have some great matches already in the library known as AEW, but that's when you go back and you watch Rick Rude versus Ricky Steamboat. That's when you go back and you watch uh, Brett and Sean, Steve Austin and Brett. I mean, you go and watch these matches and you see how they pace themselves. You see the stories that they took. And that, dude, I watched it last night. I watched um, Mike Graham versus Jesse Barr and they had him in a hold and all their holds were tight. And that last two minutes of their match, they picked up for this where everything matters. And I'm watching this match and I'm like, this match is solid, but it's a little boring until they built everything for that finish. And I'm watching a match from 1984. And I was like, God, they were brilliant. They were so good in just what they just did in just a regular wrestling match. But that's where you have to go and study. And you have to be like, oh, wow, that's why Ricky Steamboat's Ricky Steamboat. Well, that's why Rick Rude's Rick Rude. That's why Sean, Brett, Steve Austin, they're all the guys. That's why Brian Danielson's the guy. Because he's had a lot of them too. So it's going to be interesting. They built it up great, and hence why we're also talking about it. But it, Dave, I, if you can remember when you first came on, uh, when you were going to be on the air, and if they said, here's a microphone, talk for one hour. Ooh, really? Or no, Dave, I mean, I, I, the the callers I... are down. You have to speak to an hour. I remember when I came in and you were like, you weren't there. And like, Tommy, can you do the show by yourself? And I was like, yeah, no problem. And then probably around an hour and a half thing. I'm like, I just shot my load and I still have an hour and a half to go. <laughs> it, it, it is. And that's where the mental thing comes in. But, but really quick. And I, and I'm just going from the verbiage that Brian Danielson gave last night, where he said, I'm going to expose you. I'm going to show that you can't do this for one hour from him saying that. Like, I would have to think that this isn't going to be a slow-paced match. Like, I would think it's going to be fast-paced. I think I'm I'm thinking by him saying that, you know, in that opening promo last night, that it is going to be fast-paced. I mean, I'm again, I'm just judging by the wording that he said on Dynamite last night. Moving at a fast pace and moving at a fast pace efficiently and safely and in an entertaining way, in an athletic way, in a spirited way is two different things. You can, you can run those ropes and do drop downs as much as you want, unless you're doing them clean and fluid, they they don't matter. So will Max prove to the world that he can actually wrestle, wrestle? Don't Dave, I'm just going to take what I, what I'm doing next week against uh, Josh Alexander. And I'll even let you in a little bit. It's a full metal mayhem match which is a derivative of a TLC match. But full metal mayhem in impact wrestling just means that whatever is metal is allowed. It's they're not I don't don't believe they're hanging the championship where you have to climb the ladder and, and grab it. It's pinfall or, or submission. It's basically a glorified weapons match. I know Josh Alexander is a an accomplished wrestler, the likes of a Kurt Angle. What if I can't get to that chair? What if I can't get to that ladder? What if I can't get to that table? What if Josh Alexander has me wrapped up? What if there? What if the weapon that I want to use is not at my disposal and all of a sudden he starts chain wrestling with me? How's my chain wrestling? I haven't chain wrestled in a long time. How's my cardio during my chain wrestling? All of this stuff you have to take. This is where the tape study comes in. This is where being mentally prepared for the type of match you're in. If, With Max only having a limited amount of matches, now he has to go an hour. The most grueling 
you know, type of match there is out there. Uh, that's why they call it Iron Man. You know, imagine, imagine um, coming out of medical school and having a basic practice and now all of a sudden having to do open heart surgery. Oof. That's what he has to do. This is, the, this is top of the food chain when it comes to wrestlers. Think about it. How many times do we see 60-minute time limit matches? Not or much Iron anymore. Man matches with 60-minute time limits? Not much anymore. We really don't. There's, there's two reasons why. One, one would be the argument of, you know, the TV time and, you know, being boring. The second would be not a lot of guys can do it. A lot of, a lot, a lot of guys want to do it either. Different animal. I, I wouldn't want to. Could I at my pace? Yes, but I wouldn't want to. And my pace in a 60 man would be much more storytelling as opposed to what they probably are expecting in AEW from a match like this or the that- AEW fan base is expecting. The Sweet Science, according to Randy Kamish Gordon on At The Fights. Back on April 30th at Madison Square Garden in New York City came the fight of the year between Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano. They showed total disregard for their own safety. They went at each other. Hands down, the fight of the year. At the fights, Mondays and Fridays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart. Protein Plus and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. We promised you, and he's here. Grayson Waller joins us here on Busted Open. Again, the number one contender for that NXT championship. So, Grayson, uh, for a first time ever, welcome to Busted Open. Thanks for having us. What what a treat for you guys today to get Grayson Waller. And I'm sorry I'm late. I've been doing so many media interviews promoting this show, unlike Bron Breaker. Bron Breaker ain't doing nothing for this show. I'm out here promoting. And, and what better guys to come and talk to than, than, than you guys? Well, appreciate that and love that heat shirt. That's a 1990s heat shirt. I used to wear that to the club. That's awesome. And I bet you picked up too, lad. I bet you got all the women wearing that shirt. Tom. I did. Uh, that's a whole other, uh, whole other conversation. Well, welcome to the show. Yeah, you but when you, Grayson, when you, when you wear it, you look like a cheetah or like a, a tiger. When Tommy wear it, he, he looked like a water buffalo. <laughs> Stop. You're not wrong, lad. You're not wrong at all there. Bitch. <laughs> well, Grayson, really quick, and you know, this is the first time you've come on, so we have a lot of questions. And the buzz around you, how hot you are right now on NXT every Tuesday night on the USA Cable Network at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. And you know, once again, on to this past Tuesday, you're in the main event segment here at the end of the show, mm-hmm. like you know, and you should probably be used to that by now. Um, but like, 
How, how is it going now that you're the number one contender, Braun Breaker, uh, that sit-down interview probably didn't go the way that you thought it was going to go on Tuesday night. So, you know, things have gotten very personal between you two. I, I wouldn't say gotten personal. I think it's been personal for a very long time between me and Braun. You know, since... 2.0 kind of relaunched. This whole show has been about Bron. Every poster, every main event, everything is Bron. And I've known from day one that I'm the guy, not him. He is so one-dimensional. He's a great wrestler. He's an incredible athlete, but I'm a superstar. You know, who, who would you rather have on your show right now talking to you? You know, I know you guys respect the Steiners, but he would give you the most boring interview you've ever had. I'm out here. I'm an entertainer. This is what I do. So me and Bron haven't liked each other for a very, very long time. Um, and this has been something that I know was coming, but I, I've planned ahead. I know Tuesday, he's going to kick my ass. He's going to beat me up. He's like an, an insane wrestler, but I'm going to win because I'm so smart. Like, I always find a way. If you guys watch Deadline, I always find a way. And trust me when I say I've got something in my pocket for Bron Breaker. And Tuesday, he, he did surprise me. You know, I didn't know he could actually be calm and, and, and polite type of thing. Um, and having that dude, I don't know, what is he, like 260, something wild, jumping over the top rope on me, that sucked. But that was last week. And next week, I'm going to make sure I'm ready for that. Bully. I like it. You you said you don't like him. Why don't you like him? What about him personally or what about him professionally do you not like about Bron Breaker? The first thing is, like, I think everyone thinks Bron's the guy because we all know who his dad is. We all know who his uncle is. Like, congratulations, lad. Like, I'm not impressed. And then he came with his PC. He was this big football star. Lad, he was on a practice squad. If I told my mates in Australia, oh, I'm in the practice squad for the cricket team, no one is impressed. Zero people impressed. So I walked in day one. I'm not impressed by Bron Breaker. And I know he lifts the most in the gym. He's the best athlete. He has all the numbers. Congratulations, lad. You put a live mic in my hand. No one can touch me. And I don't just mean NXT. I legit think no one can touch me when I have a microphone in my hand. I'm a superstar. And going forward, we're going to Charlotte. Then we're going to LA to stand deliver. You need Grayson Waller on that poster. You need Grayson Waller at the forefront. You need Grayson Waller as NXT champion. I don't think it's anything personally with him, like him as a person. I'm just offended at what other people see in him. You know what, Grayson, you make a really good point. And, you know, you're a part of NXT, and I know you're looking at NXT like, listen, I, I'm, I should be the guy. I, like you said, here you are doing all the, the media interviews today, you know, leading up to this matchup. And you're a fantastic athlete. You're fantastic on the microphone. You've done some acting. You've done some acting as well. Like you're a star. So if NXT is yep. looking for somebody to be the poster person for for that brand, you are that person. And you know, no disrespect to Braun Breaker, he is a great athlete. But you're more. What you're saying is you're more than just an athlete. I'm I'm legit the entire package. You yep. put me in that ring. It doesn't matter what match, ladder match, cage match. You want me to have a technical wrestling match? I can do all of that. But then you can put me on media interviews too. You want me to wake up at 6 a.m. and go on the Today Show? This is the person you want to go on. i got this energy 24-7. You want someone to do a reality show? You want someone to go and act? You can literally put me anywhere and I'm going to succeed. And I don't think Bron has that in him, at least not yet. But I'm ready to do that right now. I think I have way more value for this company. And I think this company needs me right now to be NXT champion. When I first saw you, I wasn't sold on you. And then week after week, uh, you won me over for exactly what you're talking about. I have compared you to the next generation of WWE as The Miz because you garner that type of hatred. You are an excellent athlete. And before you came on, I did say, if there's anyone to beat Braun Breaker, I do think it is you because you everything that you're describing, I do see in you. And the main thing, I looked at you differently when Road Dog put you over. 
And when somebody that I respect and says, this guy's got it. And then I looked at you differently. So just giving you my opinion and I'm a massive Braun Breaker fan, but if there's anyone to beat him, I do think it is you uh, for everything that you just discussed. I think it's, I'm not saying that Braun is not good. Braun is an incredible talent. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows how good he is. And they've seen it. He, Champa, Ziggler, JD McDonough. He's got in with these guys and he's competed and he got put in that position before he was ready. But he did it and he carried this brand for a little bit. But that shows how good I am. As good as Bron is, he is not as great as me. And, you know, Tommy, a lot of people say behind your back you're not a smart guy, but I disagree because what you just said is completely true. And Road Dog, man, like Road Dog, when we got to work with him down at NXT, like that's a huge compliment come from him because like, Road Dog's a man. And like he gave me a lot of advice before I was even on TV. I think Road Dog saw some things in me that no one else did because when I came in, some people thought I was a reality guy and then some people thought I was an indie guy. And both those things are not great here. That's not what they want. They want these supreme athletes. So I had two negatives against me. But thankfully, guys, I road dog and things got me opportunity so I could show who I really am. Grayson, you you definitely got the gift of gab. You got a tremendous look, handsome man, hell of an athlete, the whole nine yards, in ring, getting better and better, good on the stick. Tell me when you look at yourself, where do you want to get better in the short term? What can you improve on in the short term? So... Fit Finley is, is a guy I've worked a lot with here. And anyone who knows Fit knows he's the man. He could go into a wrestling ring today and he could have the best match on the card, hands down. It's wild how good he still is. But Fit is honest with me. A lot of people here, they do that. Oh, you're so good. They, they baby you. Oh, good job, good job. And they just, I hate the fakeness. I hate fake. Just tell me. Fit tells me straight up. And he, he just told me, like, you don't want to hurt people. He goes, I can see it. You love entertaining too much. So his big thing, every time I have a match, whether it's a live event or here, I'll go to him. What do you think? And you'll go, you didn't want to hurt him. And so I've worked a lot with fit. And I think I just got to find, find that, that hatred in my heart to actually hurt someone to go out there. You're talking about your, your, your intent on your physicality. I'm too fun. I love entertaining. I love putting on a show, but to my detriment, sometimes it doesn't look like I want to kick ass and I do want to kick ass, but sometimes I get distracted. So starting with Bron, like it's easy now because I hate that guy. I got no problem putting my hands on Bron Breaker. Um, but, but, but Fit Finley's been working me and I'm like, I need to find that intensity. I need to like put a pause on the showman sometimes and go out there and be like, I want to, I want to beat this person up. How do you find that intensity? If this, if this is brand new for you, how do you find yourself putting in that frame of mind to be more intense? Some people actually need to get popped in the face when they're out there. Is this something that you can do on your own before you get to the ring? Or do you need somebody to bring it out of you? If you ask anyone who's seen me before a match, I got my headphones on like, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm a very intense guy. Um, but then you get in front of the crowd and I start having fun type of thing. But like, I don't know if you've ever watched the, the last dance documentary of Michael Jordan. There was a scene in that where he competed against some rookie and he told himself that the rookie was talking bad about him, was saying things. Never happened. So that's something that I use. Before I go out there, I say, this guy's trying to take my job. This guy's trying to take my spot. This guy's trying to take from me. And that fires me up because I don't want anyone to take from me. I've had to take everything that I've got in this company and in my life. I've had to take, 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 take. So I don't want anyone to take anything from me. So sometimes I just have to remind myself that. So as fun as it is when you're in front of the crowd, they're making noise, they're doing these things. Like I have to remember this guy is trying to take from me and I don't want that to happen. And that's what fires me up and gets me ready to go. Grayson, how important is this NXT championship for you? You know, since you've been with NXT, obviously winning that Iron Survivor Challenge was, you know, that was a great accomplishment for you. But you you haven't had that gold around your waist. How important is it to capture that NXT championship? 
I think for a long time I told myself that I didn't need the NXT Championship. And in a lot of ways, I think that's right. I'm the kind of guy you can put on the show in so many different places. You can fit me in. I don't need a championship to make me. I'm talented enough that I can make a championship if need be. Um, but then I've been thinking about it and you, you look at the lineage of that championship and where everyone who's had that championship has gone. Like, it's, it's kind of insane. Everyone's in these huge positions. They're all over the place now, but, like, they're still – it's like the best of the best. And I think people still don't give me the credit I deserve. So I think having that NXT championship is going to cement me. It's going to show that everything I've said for a very long time is true. And for some reason, people put more value in championships than they do in anything else. They see the championship on you. If we're at a live event, oh, that's the best guy, which I don't necessarily think is true sometimes. Um, but for a long time, I haven't had a championship. And, and now it's getting in my head where I'm like, maybe I do need it. So all my energy, everything is going to be put in this match next Tuesday. And I, I need to be Bron. I really think that I need to win that championship on Tuesday. I would agree. And especially in the WWE Universe, uh, championships do mean the most and they do mean that you're the face of the brand they do mean that all the attention will go to you and just like you said all the interviews all those things they do happen and, and it's then that you're the guy whether it's the fans and also the men and women in the back there's a lot of responsibility and then you know like you said there's people that don't take your spot and when you, you talk about fit every birthday fit always sends me a picture of him covering me and sticking his elbow in my eye Oh, bro, I know the trick. That's that's his favorite pin. Yeah. And those are things where, you know, you learn from experience. Uh, I would also suggest your finish is awesome. I would also find a secondary finish. If that's your surprise for Braun Breaker, find a secondary finish. I, I, got, a, I got a few good surprises for Braun Breaker. But okay. My thing, Tom, I agree. I know a lot of people hate my finish, you know, because I got to go outside the ring. They say all these things, but damn, it's flashy, right? It, it, it's pretty fun. But I got some things in the chamber. Like, I'm always... I'm always watching. I, I go back and I watch a lot of old stuff. I'm always finding new things. So I've got a lot of things in, in, in my back pocket and uh, I'm just waiting for the opportunities to bring them out. I love now, it. Grayson, I, I don't know if you get the chance to listen to this show, but, you know, Bully oh, and mate, Tom. That's every, every day, lad. Every day. I, could, I couldn't miss it. All right, great. So then you know. And Bully and Tommy will tell you, you know, when I say something, I, I'm not a hypocrite. I never go back on anything I've said on this show before and I don't play favorites. Grayson, I, t I hope you do win this NXT championship. Like, I am I am rooting for you to win this NXT championship. I, I, I think things get need to be spiced up a little bit on NXT, and I think you're the man to be able to do it. So you having that gold around your waist, you holding that NXT championship above your head, is not only going to elevate you, sir, it's going to elevate the NXT brand in that show. I think you're somebody that's going to grab ratings. I think you're somebody that's going to grab viewers. So I, I am saying it right here on this show right now. I hope that you are the next NXT world champion. You know who else does? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels hopes I'm the next NXT champion. Of course champion he does. He knows... What, can you imagine, like, I'm just picturing it now, like, this, oh, man, this turns me on a little bit. Like, Bron Breaker's laying there, like, his jaw's broken. He's only, he's trying to bark, but he can't because his jaw's misplaced from that sweet stunner that I do that Tommy hates. And I'm standing there, and i got the championship in one hand, and i got a, a wrestling shoe full of beer in the other. And I just do a classic Australian shoey. It's dripping all over Bron, like, oh, man, that photo's going up in the Louvre, lad. That's going right up in my in my bedroom, too. Anytime these American girls come back, they got, well, I've got a photo of yourself. And I'm like, that is artwork right there, lass. I love it. And you I know, and it. you're right. And you're right, Grayson. Like, Shawn Michaels isn't going to say that publicly. But I never, think you and I never. both know that privately, he is definitely hoping that you beat Braun Breaker and become the NXT champion. He is. He is because he, he knows yeah. what this brand needs. And he, he knows this brand needs someone who can come on this show, 
and put on a show. Like, let's be real. You had Bron on here to be the, yeah, Grayson's good. And uh, I really just hope I, uh, as he spit cup, I hope I beat him. Like, come on, man. Like, yeah. What do you want? <laughs> Every interview today. Like, if you want to talk to Grayson Moore or you want to, like, fall asleep talking to Bron Breaker, I know what I'd choose. Well, I mean, we had the choice and we chose you. I mean, we could have easily asked for Bron exactly. Breaker, but yeah, you got you. Grayson, realize this. If Braun were to defeat you and came on our show next week, Dave would be blowing so much smoke up his yeah, ass telling him, oh, I'm so happy you beat Not Grayson true. Waller. I hate him. He's I so do arrogant. I wouldn't, no, no, do the, hey, I wouldn't do the show. Dave, Dave, I saw you at NXT. You came to one of the shows. You did one of the, the pre-shows for a premium live event. You yes. walked right past me, lad. I haven't forgotten that. You didn't even say hello. Oh. So I don't know if you didn't know me. Oh, you didn't care to know me No, that no, 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 that's not it. First, wait, wait oh, a you second. You got your NXT photo in? You got your NXT photo in with a nice background? See, I bullied. You just rejigged my memory for that. Thank you, man. Well, no, but, but Grayson, you, I, I knew you were focused. I knew you were busy. I didn't oh, want to okay. interrupt you. It was what a good it, guy. What anyway, a good guy. He's backpedaling, brother. He's anyway, backpedaling. You can watch NXT every single Tuesday, 8 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time on the USA Cable Network. Grayson, thank you and good luck. I really appreciate the time this morning. Thank you. You're very, very welcome. Next time you see this face, it's going to be Grayson Waller, NXT champion. Excellent I job. It. I love it. Grayson Waller here. Again, the number one contender for that NXT championship uh, after winning that Iron Survivor uh, match and that Iron Survivor Challenge match. And as Grayson said, he may well be your next NXT champion. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, Please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.